This is the Pace Motor. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 154. I'm Chuck. What? We're going we're gonna to be talking about motorcycles. What? And, uh... I'm sorry, it's very difficult to hear you. I rubbed my new bandit over. Uh, that I could hear it. It was loud, and it, it smelled. It's extremely difficult to hear now. Are you sure that's legal in Utah? I have no idea. I mean, there, aren't there noise restrictions? I Boy, if there are, I'm breaking every one. <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cow. So, yet again, another week, another new bike for Todd. Mm-hmm. This is starting new to become bikes, a thing. New bikes for people who are not Chuck. Uh, so frustrating. I'm due, too. I am due for you're, a new bike. You're overdue. Yeah, I give it the program, uh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, got, I, I went out and I checked out a Bandit and I bought it. It just showed up. Well, yeah, that was the funny part is, okay, two days beforehand, I had been talking online with Chris from The Pace about different, you know, like, we are talking about, you know, he's into, like, these slightly older bikes. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about slightly older bikes, and I'm talking about, oh, I'm looking for one of these, or maybe one of those, or one of the other things, and, you know, so we're like, okay, well, which one of these, which one of these would be good? I was like, you know, in my dreams, because there, there was a crappy bandit near him, I was wondering if I might have him go look at and shit. Okay. But, um... I was like, you know what I'd love? If a silver naked bandit showed up near me, that would just be the coolest thing. I know it's not going to happen because there just aren't silver naked bandits to be found. There are no bandits to be found in Utah, let's yeah. be honest. Uh-huh. And then, shit you not, two days later, I'm sitting there watching telly with my wife, and I'm just flipping through KSL, and I look down, and oh my god, it's a silver naked bandit. I had to. I have to confess something to you. What's that? You see, after you had that conversation with Chris, Chris called me up and said, you know, he wants a silver naked bandit, and that will probably get him to leave your fuel alone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. So I saw one. Dude was just like, hey, you're driving around. I followed him home. I mm-hmm. tied up his family, mm-hmm. held a gun to his head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you need to sell this bike. That's why he was acting so strangely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I still had his kid. Yeah. It was, I was in the house while you were negotiating. Just wow. like, okay. take whatever he offers you. <laughs> just take it. Well, and he even argued up from my first low ball. Yeah, I couldn't hear very well. I'm sure, sure. Know, there was if he was trying to send me a coded message, hand motions and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Turns out his wife is really good with making pies. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I, I had a pie. Oh, good. Well, yeah. So I'm glad you got the bandit. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, it's uh. So the the. <laughs> it's loud as crap. Somebody, somebody. Why? Because somebody put a full front to back muzzy exhaust on it. Oh. It is, yeah. I mean, it's like two and a half inch diameter at the rear pipe. Okay. And the muffler itself is, as near as I can tell, not a muffler. <laughs> it may even be a loudener. I mean, when that thing is, I mean, whole, yeah, it's loud. There's just no other way. It's damn loud. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. So that muffler's got to go. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to ride around with my kid in the sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to ruin my kids' hearing at early age. <laughs> All right, so you got to get a new exhaust you for gotta it. you got to get a new, new exhaust for it. What uh, else? It's got some fueling issues. I, I know. Um, I heard you talking about yeah, that. Yeah, it, it rides, but it, like, bogs in certain places, but then it comes and goes. That's the part that's really freaking me out. Kind of like my old Buell. It's a little like that, yeah. <laughs> difference is this is carbureted, so there's, like, not that no. many moving parts. Right, yeah, yeah. You know? But yeah, it seems like it's getting overly rich at certain points. So I'm assuming like an air passage is blocked or I don't know. And it comes in right around a quarter. So I'm thinking probably what it is is the needle seat or the needle are sticky, sticking to one another. Because mm-hmm. it's CV carbs. So the needle 
if it sticks, won't go up with the card. Mm-hmm. Or or it will go up and it will stick up and won't come back down. Take yeah. a pick. Uh-huh. Um, in which case, all kinds of crazy shit can happen. The funny thing is, if you turn on the choke just a little bit, it'll ride reasonably well, which is how I got it home. Okay. Although, halfway home, it just, like, came to life. Cleared its started, throat. Acceler- cleared its throat and began accelerating. <laughs> And then it started really accelerating. And then I hit that, like, slightly uncomfortable, this is getting a little too fast accelerating. <laughs> and at that point, you caught up to Matt, who was riding along on his zigzag. Yep. <laughs> it's like, your bike is new and fancy. Mine is an old piece of shit. You guys just happened to match frequencies and could see each other. Fortunately, I was then able to make an amazing stoppy with the front brakes mm-hmm. on this thing, which somebody, wow, holy shit, can this thing stop? They put a speed blade around. It's got steel lines. The calipers don't look quite right. Like they look subtly different from the stock calipers. Okay. And the front, uh, the front rotors look awful big from pictures of bandits I've seen. Okay. Um, so I, I have, I have a suspicion that that somebody dumped a lot of money into the brakes. Someone wanted to stop. Somebody, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, like the whole package, honestly, if I'm looking at it, this looks a lot like somebody wanted, you know, like a a ripping race bike kind Mm -hmm. of bike. Mm hmm. You know, and I think it's a great place to start with that. But, uh, yeah, whatever it is, it's got, you know, a couple dents from falling over, whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah, the thing just absolutely rips. It's All ridiculousness. Right. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. So I'm psyched. So I'm, I'm, I'm. It's all legal, registered and everything? Yeah, it's all legal, registered. I got to go get it inspected in the next week or so. But, you know, I can sort of limp my way over and be like, it's great. See, <laughs> nah, sitting, God, sitting yeah. still when there's no load on it, it doesn't bog. Yeah. And it'll just, you know, loud as shit. And in Utah, the motorcycle inspection is like, is that a bike? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go to my guy right around the corner from where my work is. Oh, Todd, here's your paper. Here you go. <laughs> Talk about his KLR for a little bit and go. <laughs> go my merry way. That's pretty cool, man. I'm psyched. Yeah, and it's it's you know it's it's uh, should go nicely with a sidecar. It uh, it's got plenty of power to push a sidecar around. So are you gonna? Do something with Bob Wark to get that working, or I'm gonna see if he can do a bandit subframe. That was not one he was. He wasn't 100 percent sure whether he could do a subframe for that. Just you know, kind of off the cuff. Okay. Uh, failing that, talk to Claude, see what he can do. Okay. Now, when you do that, are you going to have to take the bike and the sidecar to him? I, I'm hoping I don't have to do that. That's the, you know, if I took it to Wark, he could totally do it. Yeah. Because he'd fab it on the spot, but. I really don't want to do that. Right, because he's... I'd, I'd really just like to buy a subframe and clamps and put it together my dumb self. Okay. You know, because, I mean, in terms of if I want to set it up right, I've done a lot of the reading, I've taken the class, and I can go watch Vernon's videos of how to set up a sidecar, uh-huh. and Claude's videos of how to set up a sidecar. Uh-huh. And, you know, Claude and Bob will both talk to you for an hour on the phone instead of doing real work about sidecar anything. Uh-huh. So, you know. <laughs> All right. There's, I have I have lots of help available. Okay. And I know what a sidecar is supposed to feel like when it's properly adjusted. So so when will this be done? When you, I don't know. What are you aiming I'm for? shooting for late summer. Okay. So that by the time I go into winter, I'm ready to go. Okay. I'm going to need a windshield for winter, but I figure I'll get one of those, like, awful, ugly, plexi So is this going to be your winter car? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're going back to the, the, the sidecar winter car deal? Well, it's that or get schlepped around by my wife, which nobody likes. So. Well, you could like that. You could, you know. No. I hear wipes are good for that. Yes. Yes. Yes, you should get one. I should get one. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah What's that on your finger? Get a wipe. What, my booger? Mm-mm. Mm. The other finger. Oh, this! This is an engagement ring. 
Aw, Chuck right. got engaged. I got proposed. You got proposed to. I got proposed to. Wow, does that mean she has to carry your chubby ass over the over the uh, lintel? We do work out together. So okay, yeah, that's fair. She yeah. is deadlifting, mm-hmm. so yes. In fact, she I, I was not the only one that got proposed to. Oh, really? She proposed to my daughter first with oh, a ring right. pop. Because she'd have to ask permission. and She asked if she could be uh, my daughter's stepmom. Aww. And my daughter saw the ring pop and was like, yeah. Yeah, do you, anything you want if I can have the ring pop. Hand that over. <laughs> you, Candy, me, whatever. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> I think this is going to work. It was amazing. You know, I came home. I had the daughter until I picked her up from her fishing class. She's mm-hmm. taking a fishing class now. Okay. And uh, these candles were arranged in a heart. And oh in the middle of the heart was Shenron, the eternal dragon. Oh. Ready wow. to grant a root wish. I'm getting, I'm getting the sense that your, uh, your fiance knows you pretty well. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> and it had a, it had a hook in it. And when he grabbed it, the hook caught in his hand <laughs> and dragged him into the kitchen where she was like, you gotta marry me now. <laughs> I caught you and now you're mine. The only thing that could have been better is there was a couple of teenage Japanese maids on either side, you know, mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. ring, mm-hmm. you know, presenting. Yeah, but you know, if you came home with those your are daughter, expensive. That'd be awkward. Yeah, and that's expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. those those girls ain't cheap. Mm-hmm. Then you gotta ship them back the yep. same day. Yep, yep. Yeah, but no, yeah. So I'm engaged, motherfuckers. Congratulations, ladies. Sir. I'm sorry, I'm off the market officially. Bad news. Bad news, everyone. All you ladies out there can sleep a little. Easier. All around the world, hearts are break. What? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So yeah, that's the thing. I'm engaged. Yeah. Okay. So I guess you know you're not allowed to complain about getting, getting bikes. You you get you know getting a wife. I, mean, I already have a wife, and three bikes in my garage at the moment. My garage is really full. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't actually want your Buell parts anymore. I actually just want the space <laughs> where your Buell occupies in your garage. So you mentioned now you don't need a place to stash a Bandit. No, I managed to stuff them all in. The Bandit and the KZ are like. BFFs right now. Okay. Now the the KZ's going away, right? KZ's going to go away, but yeah. you know, I've got a couple weeks You've until got a happens. buyer for that. Yep. I have I have a post facto. I cash his check. <laughs> you can't no take seeds, no take back seeds. No take backs. <laughs> <laughs> take that to pace. <laughs> yeah, Chris from the Pace actually bought it. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's you know, like I talked about, that could be a really cool bike if somebody had the time and inclination to deal with it. And, and he does. He's got that. Yeah, yeah he's too. got that. So, yeah, he'll be able to get that thing turned into a kick-ass bike in no time. That's awesome, man. Yep. So you got a new bike and I, I'm getting married yep. at some point Don't in, you, the, in wait, the future. Wait, aren't you supposed to, like, sell your bikes in Utah? Don't you have to, like, put things up? You're like, getting married, must sell. Yeah. Although maybe it's like me, maybe you came with the bikes, so it's okay. Now. I'm pretty sure I came with. I'm I'm trying to talk her into letting me buy more bikes. Uh huh. Yeah. And her only objection so far has been garage space. Oh. Okay. So. Well, here's here's what we'll do. You see my garage. Here's what we'll do. I'll store the bandit in your garage, and you'd be like, "Look, oh, you're right. There's no garage space." But then I'll take it and be like, "Hey, look, look, garage space. I got this whole like look at space. all this room." Oh this, my! This whole bandit. I mean, like you could fit a you could fit an overpowered sport bike right here. I will just bring over the Busa I bought two months ago that I'm storing over it. It's almost exactly the same size as the Bandit, <laughs> you know, and and a hundred cc. It's only like a hundred cc's more, so it takes up the same space, right? Yeah, totally cool. Shh, makes perfect sense. Speaking yeah. of Busas, oh yes, Busa time. Our first ad. This is the Busa Chuck bought. No, three thousand OBO. 
06, Suzuki Hayabusa, non-running, does not start or turn over. Three grand? <laughs> For sale, 2006, Suzuki Hayabusa, letting it go to the highest bidder. Unsure what the problem is, don't have the money or the resources, and most importantly, the time to fix her. Have owned the bike for three years, I am the second owner of the Busa, and inexplicably it now doesn't work after three years because apparently I'm bad at things. Uh, bought the bike used from latent cycle for a lot. I have the title in hand and will add the accessories I've managed to gather along the way, including helmets, four sizes. <laughs> He's... <laughs> wow. Gloves, rear bike stand, and a bike cover. Aftermarket plastics, flat black, power commander, blah blah blah, Yoshimura, yakety yaki, freaking yak, battery tender jacket thrown in. With Busa symbol. Just a mechanic special. And this is one of those things like it could be, I mean, I'm trying to think of like what could possibly be wrong with it. I have questions. Now, this ad was sent to me by, by my friend Matt, uh-huh. who was like, here you go, Chuck. It's a Busa you can get. And I was like, haha, very funny. It doesn't run. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but you can fix it up. And I'm like, haha, very funny. I'm Clearly, <laughs> you confused me with the other guy on the show. You, you must think I'm Todd. <laughs> I have neither the time nor the inclination to really get a bike running. In fact, the last time I had a bike that was not well running, I did this. I sold it. <laughs> you were like, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> someone else's problem. Yes, I made it somebody else's problem so fast that. People were willing to have a fist fight in my driveway to make it their problem. It does have a custom, it does have a gel seat with Hayabusa embroidered on it. That's fantastic. It's still not going to be as cool. Kind so of that's the money. other thing about this ad that gets me. Yeah. This person is clearly getting out of writing altogether. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> they're super into Hayabusa. And then they're like, nope. So they bought this bike a couple years ago used, assuming it was running. Got all the stuff to be trolling around in it, and now all of a sudden it does not start. Hmm, that's an interesting point. That's because I was trying to think what could happen in three years to make it not run. That's fishy as hell. Yeah, it's really. Fishy. I had a, an idea what was going wrong with the mule mm-hmm. and tried to fix it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, after I poured so much time and money into it, I just gave up. But still, yeah. I had an idea. This person is specifically saying, "I don't know." Just one day. Mm-hmm. Boop, and there's just not that many things it could be, right? Doesn't start, doesn't turn over. Well, it, Assuming it's not something stupid like the battery, or he could have he could have run it out of oil and just uh, and just seize the engine. So the inside is just yeah. And that's yeah. like I look at something like this. I'm like, is it the battery? Like he bricked the battery because you know that would be easy to fix. But then I think, like, how long has it been sitting? Because the bandit's only been sitting for about two years, and it's gummed up. So, yeah. you know, modern gas comes up quickly, clearly. Mm. But this is a uh, this is a fuel-injected bike, right? So Yeah, yeah. So the gumming shouldn't be as much of a thing. And the not turning over is very weird and suspicious. Now, one thing that occurs to me, um, do you think this is one of those Fender Eliminator specials? Where he went to install the Fender Eliminator and drilled a hole in... The wrong, the wrong spot, place. and it's just, he killed his own bike. <laughs> went through the ECU. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I told Matt, you know, fuck you, I don't want to buy this bike. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, and he's like, dude, I'll buy it, and I'll fix it up. And then right. you can come right and buy it off of me. Uh, and I was like, all right. That might actually be reasonable. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Chuck's willing to pay a premium for a bike that, you know, what's what I'm looking for? Runs? Runs, yeah. <laughs> you and Naked Todd can, you know, crawl all over that bike. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's that's the thing about Todd, folks. If you don't actually know, it, is he insists on working on the bike naked, mm. easier to clean. You yeah, know, your clothes don't get oily and shit. Yeah, it's pretty awful when you're working with carb cleaner, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Everyone's got their their thing. I did have a, an excellent thought. Is like I always hate working on carbs because I hate being inside and the smell and the mess, or else working on the ground. And I realize I have a rolling diaper change table now in my garage that I can roll out into the driveway to work on carbs on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Work on carbs in the open air, the way it was meant to be done. Don't stark you? naked. This look, this bike looks nice. It looks really nice. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I have so many. Wait a goddamn second. His plastics don't. No, match. not the plastics. Look at the frame. Where the sticker is on the frame. Here. Yeah. There. What do you see? Uh, that sticker should be flat. Looks like that whole area is just kind of curvy. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's just covered or something. I'm wondering if he's replaced the plastics. Yeah, he said he said he's replaced the plastics. I'm wondering okay. if he like really, you know, did he really prang this thing and threw some new plastics on? Yeah, has this thing been wrecked? Yeah, I don't know. So many Does questions. Does it have a clean title? Yeah, I don't know. It's awful suspicious, know. isn't it? It is. I mean, right something, now it's a really nice paperweight. Something is not right here. No, something is definitely not right. Yeah. Or I'm yes, something is definitely not right. I have been drinking. Mm. I'm still drinking. I'm out of drinking. Mm-hmm. More drinking. Something's not right. I... Is he going to buy it? No. You sure? No. Come on. What? Well, you could fix it up. I'm getting married. Be great. <laughs> must sell. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> getting married. Must sell. <laughs> I'm giving a lot, so please, no low ballers. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, on a non-running bike. Yeah, well, he's thrown in his helmet and his jacket and his gloves uh, his and a helmet, bike stand. which is worth nothing. And a bike cover. Uh-huh. It's it's a head turner and so much fun to ride, except for, you know, make broom broom details. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. So, uh, here's a, a Suzuki SV650 for $1,700. Wow, and it has a chick with a low-cut top on top of it. Nice custom bike, ready to go. New rubber, front and back, needs a battery, but otherwise is a steal of a deal that will get you riding in no time. Call or text. This is a butter bike. Do you know why this is a butter bike? Why is that? Because this is the front of the bike. Oh, my God. <laughs> the front of the bike is done up like a bumblebee. <laughs> With a strange shield and two dorky lights, and here's... It is a literal... Here's a person with a... Whoa, man. This bike is painted yellow and black stripes and Mm -hmm. has antennas. Yes, yes. And a weird... And they made sure to put a glamour shot of some girl on top of it. That's its cover picture, is the the glamour shot of the girl, but you don't see the front of the bike. You can't really see the front of the bike. All you can see are her boobs. Yeah, and it looks fairly normal. And And then, wow. Give him points for honesty to include this picture of Mm -hmm. the front of the bike. P.S., this is what it actually looks like. Because that looks like a praying mantis. It doesn't look like a bee. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? It's a praying mantis. I I don't even know what you would call it. It kind of looks like a dorky praying mantis, too. Like the praying mantis who's like, Goosh! 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 Sharp! Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. Why would... Like, that's... I, um, I'm well, it's, it is a steal of a deal. 1700 bucks. If it runs well and has a clear title, just for, for an SV650 engine. Yeah. That runs, yeah, you know, is it, is it a fuel injected one? Let me see the frame. Move to another five, six, six, frame. Uh, no, oh, it's a two frame card one. So, eh. Eh. No. <laughs> no. 
No, I'm not. You live in Alaska, way. sir. Why are you making your bike look like a what is it? What is it about mantis. Alaska that the bikes are all just like the weird, bumble, insane bumble madness? Bumble. Don't people get paid to live in Alaska? Don't they yeah, get like I, a stipend? I, I, you get like a premium to live like there, communism, kind of socialism, or something. Or something. I, I mean, well, why is that even legal in this country? I, I bees, bees, <laughs> not the bees. <laughs> all right, moving on. We got another Busa. Ah, Suzuki Hayabusa. 2000, custom painted and all custom built, all brand something, something, something. All brand new. This Hayabusa is totally rebuilt from the ground up, only 30 miles since its completion. Also award winner at local area shows. All awards were first place or best custom motorcycle or paint. That's fairly broad. This motorcycle has new everything, new rims, tires, grips, wiring, exhaust, carburetor, everything you can think or imagine. I have a question. (laughs) It has been brand new. No expense spared. If it isn't polished... It's chromed on this bike. The custom paint was done and signed by Paul Bachman, who is coming up nationally as known custom painter. And okay. He's currently totally unknown. His paint is always taking best use of color design. Okay. He came up with Marvin the Martian, and you can see his work speaks for itself. So, so someone else's character? The paint alone was $6,000, and we Why? did not actually obtain the rights to that picture. <laughs> the Hayabusa is too fast for me. It has an experienced motorcycle racer take it out for its maiden voyage. He had it over 225 miles an hour. Uh-huh. This part of my automobile and motorcycle collection, which I am depleting. As I said before, this is way too fast for me. I enjoy riding my Harley much better. Mm-hmm. So um, this ad was sent to us saying this was a stock Hayabusa that does 225. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. No worries. Well, no, it's got it's got a carburetor, custom carburetor. I'm assuming it's like under the seat or something in, in storage because, <laughs> you know. I don't know what you do with a carburetor on the Busa. Uh, I thought that I, I, I typically would be looking for one with throttle bodies, but you know, if you're looking for a different kind of field, then, you know, maybe a. It's pretty. It, it is kind of cool. Um, I, um. I don't like Marvin the Martian that much. No, no. I gotta admit, I'm not a fan. Nope. Now, if this was like a a Dragon Ball bike or a Gundam bike. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be all over it. I'd be all over it. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, uh, like white on rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. With a stretch swinger. Was it stretched? Of course, it's stretched. It's required oh, by law that all custom busas be stretched. It is. That's the first stretched. thing that must happen to them is they must be stretched. Um, you know, I found that this bike does not turn just, as crappily as I would like. I'm going to make it longer. It's not horribly stretched. It's not ridiculously stretched. stretched. Yeah. It's kind of stretched. It's, why do you stretch? Why? So it won't wheelie so much. Because that's a problem. Well, in fairness on this bike, it might be. I can tell you that the Bandit 1200, it's, you know, like, awkward cousin. So don't whack it so hard. I didn't. I didn't wheelie Matt's Z. Oh, wait. <laughs> I don't think he saw that. I didn't wheelie the bike that he saw, as far as he knows. Yeah, so. <laughs> Nothing wrong with wheelie. Mm-hmm. People like to wheelie. Everyone loves wheelies. Mm-hmm. Kids are always mm-hmm. asking for wheelies. Mm-hmm. Why do you hate wheelies? Sky under tires. Dude who's selling this bike, why do you hate wheelies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why do you like your Harley so much? Uh, it doesn't wheelie. <laughs> he that's, hates wheelies. This guy's an anti-wheelie. That's a problem. Yep. That's a serious problem in my book. Speaking of Harleys, mm-hmm. you, you seen this thing that got sent to us? 
Oh, the uh, the the so-called concept bike. The 750 Adventure Bike. Harley yeah. Davidson 750 Adventure Bike. Somebody got tired of waiting for an AX, so they decided to make their own. <laughs> Pretty much. And I got to say, it looks solid. Yeah. I, I kind of dig it. So what are the chances that this is actually just a slight modification of a dual sport bike made by the Indian company making the 750? <laughs> uh, I... I... Thought I read that this actually went to a building, a shop that mm-hmm. to do this. It wasn't yeah. no, it wasn't Harley that did it. It was like someone else that did it. Now the part that amuses me the most about the Harley Stealth is that they took the Harley 750 and they put it in what looks for all the world a little bit, a lot bit like a versus. It looks like something from the movie Megazone. It looks like a versus Megaforce. It looks like a versus Megaforce and, and a Harley. Did you think it. that looks like a versus? Yeah, a little bit. Really? Yeah. With that, with the funny bloopy front there, the bloopy front single <laughs> light, bloopy single front light. It's I'm got getting... dual lights. No, oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. No, no. Maybe it's it got dual lights. Versus. You know what it has dual lights like? What? Like a Ulysses? Oh yeah, like a Ulysses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's a thing. I swear I've seen that shape before, though. That kind of, that this front end it's, makes me. Think you know what actually more... it looks like. You know what it looks like is it looks like one of the old KTM adventures. You know what That's it looks, what it looks, like, looks like to me? What's that? Like a Strom, except anglier. It's got like all this plastic yeah, kind I of suppose. shape up front. All this plastic yeah. shape up front. Yeah. Muscle mass up front to like. Yeah, I'm but thinking it's got the skinny nose and the skinny windshield, which to me mm-hmm. looks like an old KTM. But yeah, it's definitely you know it's definitely getting styling notes from. Bikes of that type, but the funny thing about this is, you know, this is, they're like, oh, this is a really interesting idea and something that they blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? Cause last I checked, people were doing this shit with sportsters all the time. Bob <laughs> specifically called out, like, throw some knobbies on a sportster. Um, yeah, but know. no one's giving Harley money for that. Mm, good point. <laughs> good point. Now that Harley could do, like, they could do a Harley adventure kit mm-hmm. to take your street 750. Screaming Eagle adventure kit. Dirty eagle. Dirty. Mud eagle. eagle. Mud eagle. Mud salamander. Mud dirty birding. Eagle. Birding. Dirty, dirty bird. That kind of sounds like kind of stuff you have to talk to your doctor about. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> talk to your doctor. You experience <laughs> more. Hmm. 750. I don't know. Yeah, could be all right. The 750 stuff. That's a dumb name for it. Yes, agreed. And I really, I gotta be perfectly honest with you. I know the 750 motor, everybody says it's pretty cool, but, uh, why wouldn't you just put a big sporty motor in it? Of course, then it would just be a Ulysses, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a great motor. Andy, oh wait, wait. You know, that would be Uh, hilarious. HD owns that bike. Yeah. They might as well just start producing Ulysses, call it something else. Yep. Just label it as an HD. See how, see how not Ulysses looking it is? Mm-hmm. It'd be the uh, HD, Harley Davidson Sportster Adventure. Yes, that would be hilarious. That would be the the Adventure Sportster. It is suspiciously Ulysses like. If they bring it out in construction orange, the first day it's really out. <laughs> stealth, partly because I think it would be great to have a bike called Stealth in construction orange. Let's be honest. How great would that be? It has to be orange. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's their colors: orange yeah. and black. Orange and black. There you go. Yeah, the uh, the orange and black. Yeah, I, I would. It has time. to be orange and black. An honest to God Harley adventure bike. Like, where have you been, guys? This is, yeah, I, the number of people who have sportsters with jacked up suspension 
on them is tremendous. <laughs> Do you think Harley would actually try? Or is this just a... I think uh, this is a look what we can do. It's a look at us. This is kind of like the uh, the electric bike, the, the live wire. Yeah. Pain. Look at us. Look, look. Are you going to produce it? Well, no. No. No, no, that, no, no. That's not who we're selling to. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 I mean, there's always... Everyone talks every single year about how Harley's audience is uh, aging and dying. Mm-hmm. And are they going to stay relevant? Well, they're they're trying to pick up the hipster gig now, and they're doing a pretty good job <laughs> with some of these uh, sportsters, the Iron Sportster, and so forth. Is that is that doing well? Oh, yeah. The, really? Yeah. yeah. That end of their line is doing extremely well. Okay. Now, is it doing well with like young people? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the young hipsters. Yeah. All over that stuff. Really? I got my iron, and I want to make it look more bobber-like. Yeah. Go on. Go on. When I was looking at sportsters, I was on several sportster boards, mm-hmm. and you know. In addition to dying inside a little bit every time, <laughs> um, you learn things like that. Is those irons and the like are very, very popular with the uh, with the kids these days. Oh, okay. I had no idea. Yep. Yeah, they're doing a good job at that end of the market. You think that's going to translate into uh, customer loyalty? I don't know. Because the hipsters seem fickle. Fickle and not like something that sticks with somebody through life. No, I think I think what they're going to get is they'll they'll ride the wave and hope that they can ride whatever the next wave is. Yeah, whatever that may be. Clearly, adventure bikes. Because yes, it's like even even behind Honda comes Harley. Mm-hmm. Yep. That would be funny as hell. Seriously, I just want to go back to that. If Harley produces a Ulysses bike and just calls it something else, That'd be hilarious. That, they, what do they call it? The Odysseus. <laughs> But that's the shh. They could just call it, you know, the adventure, the adventure sportster. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, something like stealth, the stealth. What's what's it hiding from? Eric Buell. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same bike. It'll just be orange and black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have like skulls on it. Yeah. Screaming one, eagles. One skull here and there. Do you want the screaming eagle kid on that? Yes. <laughs> You betcha. <laughs> well, yeah, of course I do. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Hell kind of question is that? <laughs> and then Eric's just standing there, just lips quivering a little bit, single tear going down his face. Yeah, but keep in mind, this is the guy who, like, you always get the impression made the Ulysses under under duress. Really? Yeah. Look, look at what he goes to make when he goes to make things. Does he make another Ulysses? Mm. The most popular bike in his line by, like, substantial margin? Not yet. No. He goes to more of his track and sport bikes. bikes. Yeah. Yeah, race bikes. I remember seeing like some interviews with video interviews with him when he did the uh, Ulysses intro and stuff. He seemed pretty jazzed about it. No. Yeah, no. Wonder. Yeah. I think there was, there was somebody standing off camera <laughs> holding something he loved hostage. <laughs> his race bike. His race bike hostage. <laughs> adventure bike. Tell us how good the adventure bike is. Or else. It's good. He needs to build an AX. Mm. And maybe he will now. <laughs> Who knows? And if he doesn't, maybe Harley will. <laughs> maybe Harley will. They'll just... The Harley Odyssey. Because <laughs> they own that shit. Mm-hmm. They could just crank that up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Literally almost tomorrow. Just turn up that line. Yeah. Make new Ulysses bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Call them anything. <laughs> 
Why, why is it making that noise? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> now the Ulysses just came, uh, let's say, off the line. Hey. <laughs> you were the one that was totally in support of me buying one way back in the day. Yep. Before we knew. Yes, before we knew the truth. <laughs> and this new one has been great. Yep. And it will continue to be great, just like the old one, until the day it's not. Well, you could say that about any bike. That's true. You could say that about you. <laughs> you will be great right up until the point you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I will probably pee on you. Because mm-hmm. that's what I do. Are you dead? All right, then. Hold still. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, <sighs> you're dead enough. Do we have a, do we have a guest this week? You know, um, I, I I think we do. We we kind of had to scrape around for this one. Yeah, yeah. I no one really wants to hear this one. No, I'm sorry. I gotta Maybe apologize in advance for this no. guest. No, but we gotta fill some time. Okay, so let's do it. Okay, we'll talk to uh, I don't know. We'll talk to Charlie Borman. Charlie Borman. Yeah, that sounds yeah, good. Charlie yeah. Borman. <laughs> All right, so we are on with Charlie Borman. You heard us right, Charlie Borman. Uh, star of the Long Way series, uh, Race to Dakar, uh, alongside his wrists, also stars of Race to Dakar, and the Dakar Rally, also a star of Race to Dakar. They're not on the show, just Charlie. I, Charlie, I, how's it going? I think Charlie is best known for his role in movies like uh, Excalibur and Serpent's Kiss and Deliverance. That's where I know him from. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I, I span lots of, lots of generations at my ripe old age of 49 you know i appeal to to to, i had some some lady came up to me the other day and and she she said she she said oh i just thought you were fantastic in excalibur and uh how did you know you know i was 12 how did you know that was actually (laughs) one of my first that was one of my first i think i was 12 no 14 i was 14 and i was playing opposite helen mirren and and um she was playing my mother and and I had to kneel down in front of her in a loincloth, a little a little um, mus- muslin muslin <laughs> loincloth, and, and and she was wearing a a, a fishnet oh, no. see through dress, oh, and she was wearing nothing underneath, and she was rubbing oil into my body. And uh, I must say that that was the only time I've had to actually stand there and think of my grandmother and think of bacon and eggs. And I would just kept saying bacon and eggs to myself, bacon and eggs, bacon and eggs. <laughs> As I stood up when there were these nipples sort of just protruding. Anyway, but uh, it was uh, it was a beautiful memory, I must say. Anyway, I saw her the other day and, you know, she has been an old friend of my dad's because my dad's is a film director. He directed a lot of those movies. Mm. And um, I saw it the other day in, in this restaurant and huge crowded restaurant. And, you know, she's one of the most gorgeous women on earth. And she stands up and she looks at me. And she goes, my son, come here. <laughs> and you're like bacon and eggs, bacon and eggs, bacon and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bacon. Well, not now because I'm a bit older now, so I don't need to think like that. And I certainly wasn't wearing a loincloth. That was amazing. Anymore. No, thank you. But uh, uh, no, but anyway, I don't know how we got onto that. But anyway, that was that. So, what were we talking about? <laughs> well, I think I, I don't know if I'm speaking for Todd, but I am a huge fan of, of the long ways, the race to Dakar. Race mm-hmm. to Dakar is particularly oh, yeah. my favorite thing that you've done. I yeah, I watch it, rewatch it over and over. Oh no, I mean, it was, certainly was. Um, I mean, I don't know if, if your audience know much about the um, about the Dakar Rally, but it's it's it's. I suppose it's it's probably if if you're an 
off-road rider it's the ultimate race in the world isn't it and if you're a road rider it's uh, the tt would be the ultimate race in the world and, mm-hmm. and, and you know always all my life i've always wanted to have a, a a race number that that meant something to me you know that that meant something and 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 uh and ever since i was a little kid you know in ireland um the dakar rally is so popular and uh, and I'd always followed it, and 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 then managed to get this opportunity to do it. But you know, you know how how when you travel around the world, and and people you say to people, "I'm going to Africa," and people go, "Oh, that's a dodgy place." And you go, "Is it really?" And go, "Yeah, yeah, no, it's terribly dangerous." And you go, "Have you been there?" They go, "No." <laughs> and 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 so 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 you kind of take what they say as a pinch of salt. And and you know when you do travel in all these places, it really isn't as bad as people make it out to be but when you talk to people about the Dakar rally people tell you these stories and they're horrific stories and they're all true (laughs) (laughs) and and when you actually do the Dakar rally it's actually even worse than Mm -hmm. the stories they tell you I reckon they dumb them down a little bit otherwise no one would ever do it but uh no but it was it was you know that one I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of that show I must say that actually brings up an interesting point is D- Dakar. Well, you, and you were in one of the last ones that was actually going to Dakar for real. And then they yeah. moved it to the Americas, I guess. For Yeah, there was, I think there was one more year and then they, and then they canceled it. Um, you know, the, the night before on the actual, um, you know, the night before they get everybody in this big um, auditorium and, and, and they do the final briefing and at the final briefing, they, they canceled it. And, and um, you know, it was just, it's devastating because you, you know, apart from apart from the top ten teams or fifteen teams, you know everybody else is there just scrabbling whatever money they can get together to do it and remortgaging houses and sticking it all on credit cards and begging and stealing and borrowing and you know all that kind of stuff and and so you know yeah I mean really lucky that that didn't happen to us and 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 really lucky to have to have been one of the last guys to do it in Africa because you know the real the mm-hmm. real Dakar. Was there were were there security concerns of or any kind of like feelings of danger from the outside that uh, during your year? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't that year, but 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 when you cross over the Mauritanian border, you know, you go from 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 um, uh, you go from uh, Morocco to Mauritania, and and which I always thought was it was somewhere where Dracula was was born. <laughs> Until they reminded me that it was a country in Africa, um, and and um, and they give you this this kind of this sort of hand drawn map of of how to get through the minefield to get to the border to cross. <laughs> Wait, like cross an, the, an, a, an actual minefield? Yeah, yeah, proper proper minefield. You know, that was being left over from from oh. when they were warring at some stage. Okay. And and um, and so they say, you know, really, it's in your interest not to go off the road anyway you get a couple of people who there were one year apparently someone's getting was getting pissed off about having to wait and there's a long queue of people and stuff so he went off track and one of his you would think it was a buggy and one of his wheels blew up and oh out the God. way and and, the, and you, you could apparently people were saying you could see people thinking oh that's a good idea and then this wheel <laughs> blew off and everybody went back on the track and thought oh forget it i think we'll just stay on the track <laughs> so so yeah so, so i suppose there's there's that and then and then i mean my year going through Mauritania was was pretty safe we had some problems with our support vehicle um we we lost a wishbone but 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 um but other than that it was okay but uh, but apparently all the all the locals you know <clears throat> all the local guys who live in the desert you know they used to take um used to take uh, rifle shots at, at, at the cars going by and they'd, they'd they this is true they'd actually sit 
on the on the mountain taking bets as to who could hit the car or the bike going past and you could all sit there go oh i only just missed i mean i'm sure that i could take the money you know i mean it was just extraordinary you could all sitting up there you know smoking cigars and shooting you know rally raids but um but yeah all sorts of stuff has happened over the years in, in the dakar rally and that was something that that i kind of grew up with and and then you know the opportunity to actually be in it and 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 actually have a race number a real real race number like like valentino rossi or i mean not that i'm comparing myself to him but you know some a, a real a real number that mm-hmm. that was something extraordinary and uh, something i'll always treasure for five days and then i fell over and broke my hands what what was the the what was the meeting like during i mean i I imagine going into the the show going into the race you guys have contingency plans but when it sinks in that you're you're out of the race that must have been a fun production meeting oh my god it was just it was awful i mean i remember i remember um you know we had three three in a team so you know um you know you know it's it's something one and three or one and four finish so the year i did it there was 260 riders and i think 67 bikes finished the year i did it and and um uh so we kind of sort of hoped that one of the three would get through you know um and 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 then um uh i remember when i broke my hands i remember i kind of crashed it was just after about halfway through the day and about about two or three in the afternoon, the fast cars um, start overtaking you, um, and and so in, in, and the odd fast truck because car, car uh, you know rally cars and trucks race the same the same um, the same uh, 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 piste, and and mm-hmm. and um, so so you always start to get a bit fearful in the afternoon because these cars go past you just it's so fast and you know and and you've got this little alarm called a sentinel on mm-hmm. your on your thing so w- when the car comes up because no, you don't often hear them coming up behind you and and when they get close they they press a button on their on their dashboard and your alarm goes off and they're supposed to it's supposed to protect you but but because you're concentrating so hard on where you're going suddenly this alarm goes off i mean the first time it happened to me i almost jumped off the bike and <laughs> almost crashed myself and then you sort of look back and there's this there's this fucking buggy coming past you with with you know with four foot suspension travel and and you flat out and and you're just sort of looking back and you're trying to get out of the way as it comes past you sort of you're doing 140 150 kilometers an hour on this open bit and he comes past you at 180 kilometers an hour i mean it's it's bonkers and 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 um anyway so 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 yeah i i got through i fueled up and then just after i'd fueled up quite heavy I uh, dropped into an old riverbed and, and and just lost the front end, and then um, and then I was trapped under the bike, and and um, and I couldn't I couldn't every time I tried to push the bike off my leg, I kept feeling all this crunching in my right hand, oh, and thinking, oh shit, that's not good, you know? and, <laughs> and, and and I'm thinking, damn, you know. And anyway, luckily, the, and I'm thinking, I've got to get out because the next it could be a car coming over, and I'm I'm in the dip, and I'm thinking, I'm gonna I'm this is where I'm gonna die. <laughs> and I thought I'd come almost resolve myself, resign myself to the fact I was going to die. And 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 um, and luckily Matt, my my, my teammate, mm-hmm. appeared and at the top and and stopped at the top of the hill and and blocked the you know the, the thing came down, and then he said something like, "What the f are you doing like that?" And then there was a lot of swear words. And then I said that I couldn't, I didn't, I, something wrong with my hand. And he said, "You're a big 
baby. <laughs> and he pulled up, pulled the bike up, and he got me back. He goes, just get back on the bike with lots of other swear words. And and um, and I got back on the bike and I, and I rode off thinking, and I could sort of hold on with my thumb and, and my big finger. Yeah. And 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 I was running. I'm thinking, oh, this really hurts. And then I looked over at my left hand and I noticed that my thumb was sort of just dangling. <laughs> just dangling around there and sort of slightly pointing in the wrong direction. And I thought, shit, that's, that's, that's another hand. And, and I, and, and, and I thought, well, if I get to the end of the day, I can see the doctors cause they've got like 50, 50, they've got 50 doctors and nurses that, you know, look after you and they can do open, they can, they can remove your spleen in the middle of the, I mean, it's amazing what they can do. So, so I kind of banged my thumb against the handlebars and it popped back in place. And, and so I carried on. And one of the reasons I carried on was because in the back of my mind, Russ, who I do all my TV shows with and produce everything with with him. Um, I, in the back of my mind, this thing popped in head. He said, if you can get to the end of day five, the insurance kicks in and we don't have to give the money back. <laughs> <laughs> And we'd spent all the money, you know. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so it was like shit. I've got to. So anyway, so I, I, that part of the reason was to, was to, was to. So I didn't have to give the money back. And the other part was I didn't want to stop in the middle of the day and 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 then just realise I'd sprained my fingers and, and and could carry on, you know. So I got in the end of the day. By the time I got to the end of the day, Simon met me. Simon Pavey, who 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 was the experienced guy who had done the Dakar like six times before that. Um, took me to the hospital and, 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 and he came in and I kept my gloves on. I didn't want to take them off. And, um, and so met this French doctor and, and the French doctor said, Oh, so Charlie, what happened to you? And I said, Oh, I think I've, I think I've sprained my hands. And he cuts these gloves off and, and Simon who'd seen it all guys fall off broken legs and, you know, I mean, all sorts of stuff. He pulls the gloves off and Simon goes, Oh my God. And leaves. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm staring at these at these two hands, which looks like that guy's um, hands on that new Star Star Trek movie, you know, with all the swollen hands. And 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 the French guy goes, "Oh, Charlie, you've broken your hands." He says, "Not only can you not ride the Dakar," he said, "I'm not even be able to show if you're going to be able to wipe your own ass." <laughs> <laughs> well, he was wrong about the ass, but oh, no, thank God, that was actually was a follow-up question. I could get a baby wipe on my main big finger on my right hand i could just reach her out so that that was lucky <laughs> so i'm sure the meeting was fun I, what, what was the call home like that night i can't imagine oh, that was that was i mean i mean i mean joking aside it was pretty it was pretty depressing i mean i mm-hmm. spent a year and a half training and and you know we got a tv show and we got the book and we got sponsors and 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 you know the, it was the race that i'd always wanted to do all my life and i'd messed it up on day five and had bust myself up and, and I remember ringing Ollie and just said, Hey Ollie. And, and, and she goes, Hey. And I said, look, I, 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 I've broken my hands and I'm out. And the first thing she said was, thank fuck for that. Now I can sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I suddenly realized, you know, what I'd actually put my, my family through, you know, my friends and they were all really concerned when i said i was going to do the dakar and i'd kind of blinkered all that danger out you know because mm-hmm. but it was depre- it was it was a dark kind of very dark kind of kind of period as well you know it was i remember the next day really feeling terrible and and th- just thinking i'd let everyone down i'd let myself down and you know all that kind of stuff and and i was and i convinced them to let us stay on so i could sort of be sort of team manager and film 
everything that went on in the background and and um and i was walking around to to catch a plane because they've got 20 aircraft and 10 helicopters and they ferry 500 journalists um 500 kilometers every day to the next bivouac and um so i'm waiting in the plane i walk around the corner and there's four guys lying on stretchers all being medivaced out and broken legs and femurs and, and and head injuries and and i mean you know real mess and 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 i looked at it and, and i actually felt quite cheery looking at my injuries thinking actually i'm not too bad i can still wipe my own ass <laughs> i can still wipe my own ass yeah they've got months <laughs> but anyway so that was yeah so that was Dakar. at the end of it after it all has it have you thought about trying to go back yeah, there's been there's been times. I think I think I would like to go back, and and bef- I really would. And I think I'm I'm a, I think I'm a much better rider now than I I was then. If if you see what I mean, and mm-hmm. and and I think um now that you know what the Dakar is about, I think I'd go in feeling you know much more relaxed than, than I than I was. I was kind of freaked out before, like a I think I was a like a rabbit caught in headlights and just. You know, you just don't know what you're doing. And Simon Pavey always said, "Look, Charlie, we can try and ride together, but really, you're just on your own." When and 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 it was only afterwards that I realised that that you, you you know you can't ride together. You just you just got to ride your own race. You can't depend on anyone else. You got to do your own navigation. You got to do everything yourself. You know, I mean, you're sitting there with a road book, being dyslexic. I mean, I had to write R and L on my on my on my gloves, and and the first time I did that, I got it wrong. And, and had to throw those gloves away and, and do it again. But, but you know, and, and you've got, you've got a kilometer 275, you know, you enter riverbed treble danger on exit compass bearing 114. And, and that's, and that's it, you know? And, and it's like, and, and you have to, you have to um, be on it, you know? And so all you've got is a, is a, is a tripometer, a, a compass and, and a road book and that's it, you know? How long was an average Dakar day? Um, well, well I, you'd, you'd be up at four in the morning um, or so to try and get you try to you try to eat two breakfasts, and then and then I used to try and go to number twos before getting on the bike, so I didn't have to think about it for the rest of the day. And then um, and then you, you'd have to some, sometimes you'd have to ride a hundred or two hundred kilometers um, uh, to the start of the timed bit you know, which was the, the hmm. actual race bit. So sometimes you'd leave at four thirty-five in the morning and, and you, I, 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 you would steal bin bags from, from the, from the, um, uh, from the catering and, and you would put the bin bag on cause it was so cold, um, before the sun came up. And so that when you got to the start line, you'd rip off the bin bag and, and off you go. So you'd sort of leave. And then, then I was getting back at about 11, 10, 11 at, at night. Yeah, and then but but and but to put it into perspective, I was around 80th out of 200 was my position Mm. more or less, Uh and and um, and I was getting in at 11 in at night, and the and the top riders were getting in at five or six in the afternoon. (laughs) Wow! And so by the time we cruised in, they'd be fast asleep, having had a dinner and a massage and a shower and you know <laughs> i mean it was just like a bloody holiday for them <laughs> oh my. so so you you injured yourself pretty good in dakar now uh yeah. we understand we're talking to you from a sick bed as it stands or at least injury yeah bed. yeah no no i i, I am I, I i managed to to smash myself up quite well this time and and um 
Um, yeah, and anyway, so so yeah, so I was in Portugal, and and um, I do a little bit of work with Triumph, and and um, we were doing I was doing some bits and pieces with them, uh, with their new um, Explorer, um, and um, I've I've just um, left BMW and sort of started doing some work with Triumph, um, and um, oh, and I was just early in the morning, and I was just um, just coming out of the hotel and just um, just heading up the road and <clears throat> went to overtake this 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 uh, this car. Just to just to skip ahead, and and um and just as I was overtaking the car, decided to turn left down a little dirt road, and um and I tracked along with it, yep. and then eventually it 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 won because it's bigger, and and uh, and somehow I, I don't remember <laughs> how I ended up, but I remember I remember heading towards this really big curb, um, or not, you know the curb on the sidewalk and this wall, and I remember sort of heading towards this curb and thinking, oh, this is gonna hurt. <laughs> and, and then oh, I, 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 yeah. And then I kind of, you know, you know, when you stop and you just think, oh, what have I done? And um, and then um, and then I tried to get up, and, and my my left leg was sort of not pointing in the right direction. And and um, and then I sat back, and then and then I'd ended up, I broke my right ankle and my left tibia and fibia, which is my shin and the bone behind that, and then a bone in my hand, and. Um, and glanced my ass with um with the pavement i think and that was actually the most painful so i got this massive bruise from my from my 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 left butt cheek all the way down to my to my knee and uh, oh man and that was the most painful it was more painful than breaking my leg and then and then the bones popped out as well so so yeah that was all really clever so anyway so i'm back on the men that was about 5 weeks ago and I'm just lying in our living room. Um, my, my wife brought a spare bed down, and and so I'm sleeping here because I'm because I've broken both legs. I can't uh, I can't really move around. So yeah. Anyway, there you go. So now tri- Triumph is an interesting one. That's that's first I've heard of it, and particularly interesting because I, uh, in a very real way, the Longway series was responsible for a lot, a lot of BMW GS mm. sales here in the states. I mean, we. We have a friend who owns a GS of that era, and his license plate says "Long Way." No, get out of here! Really, for real? Wow. Not even joking. My God! Oh my God! I, yeah, I, I suppose they've, they've. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of hung out with BMW for a long time, and, and went from their 1150s to their 12 to to helping out with their new water cooled and, and and stuff like that, which is you know an awesome bike, and and. But I think I think um, um, I've just opened up a, a restaurant here with a bunch of us have opened up a restaurant in London here called the Bike Shed .cc or or the Bike Shed. And I don't know if you've come across a, a company called Deus, who sort of make all these really cool clothes and and make all these kind of cafe racery type hipster bikes. And I'm really into all of that building building cafe racers and 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 all that kind of stuff. And 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 um, so we've opened up a restaurant here called um, called the Bike Shed, and it's it's huge. It's a big, sort of quite posh restaurant with open kitchens. And it's in these arches underneath the railways in in central London. And and um, and then on the second arch, we have this this big this shop which sells all these bell stuff and and and. And barber and all the that kind of sort of um, clothes and, and there's a cafe and a barber shop and all that kind of stuff, and um, and Triumph kind of sort of <clears throat> have been courting me for 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 a while and and showed me what they're bringing out over the next three or four years, and it's just bonkers and mind-boggling, you know, with their new 
Bonneville range and the Thruxton and their scramblers and their, their mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and then they showed me their new, their new, um, uh, uh, their new adventure bike, you know, their, their, their Explorer, the 1200. And, and mm-hmm. it gave me a go on it. And it's, it's, it's blinding. I mean, the difference between the old Explorer and the new one is, is, is chalk and cheese really. And can you, can you talk about that more yeah, in detail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. What, what the, the new triumph? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's um you know they've really gone on on all of their bikes from the from the Bonneville range you know, all the new ones to to this one they've all gone fly by wire they've all got you know different different settings and and stuff like that so electronically wise they've made a massive jump and then with the with the new with the new Explorer they've they you know they've redone the engine a little bit you know the styling's changed quite a lot the the uh, the delivery of the of the information um you know for your for your road and and rain and sport and and off-road settings have have all changed how that works and you've got semi you've got semi semi-active suspension so the rear suspension is is um is is uh electronically active and uh, and the front not so much but um and and then you've got the abs and traction control and and all that kind of stuff works brilliantly off-road and i'd say you know i'd say certainly on par with ktm and bmw now absolutely you know it's suddenly become a, a real contender but the nice thing about this semi-active suspension with the, with the active suspension on the back is that it, is that whatever setting you're in be it road sport or rain or whatever it is because you know a lot of bikes will will just change the sag in the back to, to 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 drop the make it softer or whatever to 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 compensate for the type of riding that you want whereas this one you know really does change the change the settings but but because it's semi-active rear suspension it, it the rear suspension is always trying to keep the the bike at its optimum um angle so so that it's always ready to ride if you see what i mean so so regardless right. of where you are and um and that gives it a really nice feeling and 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 the the traction control off-road works really well but 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 it, it comes in quite late so you can still break and drift around corners but 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 the traction control won't come in until a bit later on so 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 it, 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 it and all in all i'm trying to say is that it gives you that kind of that really nice feeling so nothing is nothing is too it's it's too aggressive or comes in too aggressive it's it's really 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 nice and then you, you've got the abs which comes in it's active um on when you're on full lean and need to break heavily it it it, it, it assists you and helps you with 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 that as well so it's got some nice features to it and then one of the nice really nice features to it as well is that you've got um amongst all those settings you can you can do a you can do a rider setting so you can go into rider setting and then you can you can set your own um preferences so let's say you want to go you know you're using your off-road setting and you're not you but you know the off-road setting maybe has abs and 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 um traction control as a standard you can go and you can set exactly what you want and it'll remember that so that when you come up to your to going off road, you can, you can scroll down to your, to your, to your rider setting and do that. And that's your personal setting. So it's, it's really nice. And then you can really play with, with, with the, with the suspension and you can really home into exactly, 
if you want to be nerdy, I, mean, I get very nerdy when it comes to all that electronics. I was going to say this sounds like this sounds like the beginning of some serious internet argument. I know, right and you could start <laughs> triumph you start, forum. You, you know that that your audience right now are going, "What the fuck is he talking about?" I mean, good God, you know, and they're turning over. Yeah, going. I'll just put the kettle on. Oh, not our audience. <laughs> no, no. They're, they're like, I know the actual settings are going to be this and it's. But um, but no, it's a really nice bike, and I'm really really enjoying it, and 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 I'm really enjoy- enjoying um, the you know that Bonneville range, especially especially the um, the Thruxton R that they've put together, and that really fits in really nicely oh, with um, with what we're doing like um, with the restaurant up in um, in London. So any of you any of you viewers or listeners out there are coming to London, come to Shoreditch and come to the bike shed, and I love our our, our website. Check it out. It's 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 um the bike shed dot cc, which is kind of okay. cool. We'll put that in the show notes. You know, actually, since you mentioned that, I should since you're an, an Englishman and I'm an American, I need to formally thank you for your country's hospitality when I visited, and I also need to formally apologize for riding around London on a double decker bus screaming America at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Well, that's okay. You know, we've, we've come to expect bad behavior and, and, and tastelessness from Americans anyway, so it's fine. And I'm sorry for climbing <laughs> on top of the lions at Trafalgar Square. Oh, no, we've all done that. You know, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that. that. I don't feel so bad for I've, that one. <laughs> I've definitely spent, you know, I've been at least twice in the, in the, in the, um, in the fountains myself. So, well, I got a real important question for you here since we're talking about the adventure bikes, the big board adventure bikes. And it's, this yep. is a very divisive issue for our listeners. Um, what's your stance on the beak? On the beak? On the beak. On the, the BMW GS has that big honking beak over the front wheel. <laughs> How, how do you feel about that? Triumph has sort of a lesser beak. Well, they have a lesser beak, yeah, yeah. Have they improved their beak I, I, in the new Explorer? I, I don't know. I've never really thought about the beak. I just, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose if if you look back at the history of of the GS, it's always had a beak, hasn't it? And that was always their kind of sort of that kind of sort of thing, wasn't it? And that and mm-hmm. that strange, weird. Um, front suspension it's, it's always when you're when you're when you're chasing someone up a twisty twisty tarmac road up a nice hill it's it's always difficult um to follow a, a gs because because it doesn't nosedive so you can never really quite tell when they're braking so that you can try and take advantage of them when they're going up you know and big you know the ktm and other bikes you know they really nosedive in don't they and so you can think oh these braking right i can just get in there but but uh uh, but I don't know. I mean, that's their kind of that's their kind of thing, isn't it? And and, and, um, some, and some it's a good place to mount a, um, a GoPro, though. You know, <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. So you're coming out in favor to be as a as a camera mount. Yeah, I, I mean, I I, I I I never really thought about it. I must say, because you know, you look at like the Yamaha Super Ten. It doesn't have a beak. It looks it looks okay. Oh, I see. And then yeah, I suppose if you're looking at the new Honda, which is which is you know which is a good looking bike as well. Uh, the um, ten, uh, the Honda. What's the new one? It's called um, the, the the Africa. Afri- yeah, Africa, 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 Twin. Africa Twin. Yeah, that doesn't have a beak either, does it? But that's that's kind of cool. It has those gold rims and it looks very Honda. I, I do. <laughs> I think they've done. They've done they've done a nice job, good job. You know, I've, a journalist friend of mine he rode one, and he he rode the one without the clutch and without the um without the gear lever at the uh-huh. you know on the left oh, yeah. on the left foot. The and automatic, he said, yeah, the automatic. And he said it was just weird. And yeah. then he said after he'd, he'd ridden it for a little while, he said it was just fantastic. 
They loved it. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit like when you when you stick a quick shifter on a big bike, you know, and, and you think, well, how, how's that going to work off road? You know, and, and I'm not sure if I'm going to need it. And then you take it off road, and, and then you think every bike should have a quick shifter. You know, so I quite like all that. You've done a lot of TV work since uh, you've entered this whole adventure yeah. travel market. You've kind of pioneered it a bit. What project are you most proud of? I think um, I think I think Long Way Round was was one of the real kind of sort of important ones because that was the one that 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 kind of launched it all, you know. And mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if people know this, but you know, you and I have been friends for for many years before, and we met on a film set together. I mean, 20, 20 odd years ago now. I mean, you and texted me the other day, and he said, "Our daughters are twenty. What the f- happened?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 um, and I'm really I'm shocked. At, you know, twenty years has just gone by. But um, we did Long Way Around. I don't know, ten or ten years ago or something like that. And um, and before that, those ten years mm-hmm. before, I was painting and decorating and struggling and really, you know, I remember leaving on Long Way Around with about five grand in my bank account and left my wife and children and 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 a mortgage behind. <laughs> and and so you know, I was taking a real old gamble. You know. And I, I, you know, I don't think either of us ever really thought it would pay off. You know, we just thought we'd have this, you know, amazing adventure, and and we managed to bullshit our way into getting this adventure. And <laughs> I, I just thought, I just thought, uh, I thought, you know, we'd do this, and then I'll just get back to, you know, being a builder. And because my movie career had kind of gone south, because I kept choosing movies for their location rather than their script, and and I'd I'd get on a plane to fly to Africa to make a movie, and I'd read the script and think, well, that's shit but the location's good, you know, <laughs> so that's where my sort of career went. So anyway, um, and that was epic, you know, we neither of us had ever done a journey more than a few days, you know, and, and so with everywhere four and a half months later and, you know, everything changed for me and, 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 um, and I was able to do the Dakar rally and long way down and then by any means and extreme frontiers and all sorts of other stuff. It's just, it's just been extraordinary, you know, so that, that one for, for being just changing everything in my life and being an amazing journey. So, so talking of the long way series, I mean, at least in stateside, and I'm assuming elsewhere, that was kind of the first real mainstream adventure riding movie that you could mm. go see. I mean, there was Mondo Enduro, of course, before, but you know, that's but like you have to niche. people look at you like, what, what's that? You have to say, oh, well, <laughs> let me let me go dig that out. I'll loan you the DVD. Yeah. No, it's a great uh, DVD as well. I mean, if oh, yeah. everyone's not seen it, I mean, I mean, there's two things that you should have. You know, read Ted Simon's Jupiter's Travels, and mm-hmm. and you know, take a look at at, at the Monduro, and and then and then don't buy any of those, and and then buy Long Way Around, Long Way Down, and the books. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it it was really kind of the first mainstream and so it's 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 almost cool in the yeah. adventure world to throw rocks at it as a result sure sure well listen everybody has an opinion you have people who think it's not an adventure unless you're on on the bike by yourself um some people think that you know if, if you're not on a small bike that you haven't you haven't built and and used god knows what to make your panniers and and all that kind of stuff and and slept in a tent that has holes in it that you know you you haven't done a a proper adventure but i don't really think it it really matters as to you know um what who or how you go around the the point is that you go and you and you do it that's the that's the point when you stop somewhere and eat goat balls Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't advise that. I said Mongolia. If you're going to go through Mongolia, make sure that that you keep all your ball in the bags and 
all your freeze-packed food from Mongolia because they, they, I, I never had one good meal in Mongolia. I mean, it's the most beautiful place and just fantastic, but just the food is shit. Really is. But and, and, and I tell you, honestly, 99.9% of countries in the world, the food is fantastic. I've never not been to a country where I didn't get a good meal, you know, and or sniff, sniff out a good meal, but Mongolia was tough. Yeah, that was tough. And, um, yeah, but, you know, probably one of the best places I've ever been. So... The long way around the race to the car, you know, they, they're pretty big stateside here. Yeah. What's their reaction to them in England and Europe? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, they're quite, yeah, not, it's not bad. It's, it's Feel free right. to, you know, toot your own horn here as well. I mean, <laughs> well, we sold some books, I suppose. And, and yeah. <laughs> and, 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 um, I don't know, a couple of million books or something. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, no, they do very well. They've done, pretty well all around the world i think we've sold to i think i can't remember i think it's like sort of 70 countries around the world and we're very big in australia most of africa europe um funny enough france and germany are the only two places we never really we never really did anything canada you know is pretty big and south america brazil for some reason Mm. um so yeah so you know it does like japan they're big fans in japan so um actually there was one time (laughs) Where was I? I was in I can't remember where I was now. I was somewhere. And um and this this gorgeous girl came up to me. I mean stunning. She must have been twenty two years old, just I'm in a pocket rocket. And and she came up and she goes, Are you Charlie Borman? And I said, Actually, yes I am. <laughs> and she goes, My mum loves you. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, Oh, oh, Thank you very much. <laughs> I have to go. Uh, it was just, you know, shame for me. For even anyway, and there was another time I remember as well. Some um, we we were coming back from um, Krusty Demons. You know those guys who do the um, who do the. I don't know if they they're at Krusty Demons are in the states. I I can't remember, but um, they do um, uh, all that backflips and the and the freestyle motocross. Okay, and we were coming out of that amazing show with my two kids and my wife and I are walking ahead of me. And my um, and my two two girls are walking behind me. They both ride motorbikes as well, and uh, and they both burst out laughing. And I turn around and said, "What what's what's um what are you laughing about?" Because oh, those two women just walked past, and one of them said, "Oh, is that Charlie Borman?" And the other one said, "No way, he's far too fat." <laughs> <laughs> and they just I'm just called Fatty. No, from, from... Oh, I'm sure that was a gift to teenage kids. Oh my gosh, yeah. But now, luckily, now I've broken both my legs and I've lost about God knows how many stones. So I look, uh, I look tiny at the moment. I got chicken legs. So, um, speaking of, of the the travel show, so you, you've you've done a bunch of other travel shows. Um, yeah, some of which we can see in the states, and some of which we have to uh, <clears throat> bootleg. Um, yeah. but, but, <laughs> no, no, that race to no, the no, car no. I watched was certainly not bought overseas and brought gray market by Chuck's girlfriend. Um, but no. uh, <laughs> actually, actually, there was there was one guy. This guy comes up to me selling me bootleg. You know, so, you know when people come up in the street, they come up to you and they <laughs> sell you. Um, they want to sell you, you know, bootleg DVDs and stuff. And and I'm kind of, no, no, I don't want any. And he went, oh, he said, are you, are you Charlie Borman? I said, yeah. He goes, oh, greatest honor ever. Look at this. And he shows me long around, long way down, race to Dakar, <laughs> extreme frontiers by means. And I said, my God, I can't believe you got this. Oh, no, Charlie, it's a great honor that someone wants to pirate your stuff. And I'm going, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a victimless crime. A, yeah, yeah, what are you worried yeah, yeah. about? <laughs> 
Anyway, sorry, go on. You were going to say, uh, sorry. No worries. So, so talking of travel shows. So when you approach a show, yeah. making a travel show, which is, you know, kind of become your, your thing, uh, do you approach it where is the host the star is, or is like the place you're going the star? I mean, what, what are you thinking about as you set it up and plan it? I think, I think, well, I, th- I think like Dakar was just something that I always wanted to do. So it was just a matter of finding a way of, making it happen and and Mm. and so the pitch was that you know this guy doesn't know how to do it wants to do it and that's the Mm -hmm. kind of story and the dakar is the is the is the story and and it's someone trying to trying to trying to ride it you know i suppose and um um, but when we do long way round and long way down and extreme frontiers and the other one you, you, you know it's it's really about about the country and about the travel and 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 the place that you're going through but but really about it's about the people you meet along the way and that's the thing that you know makes all these things sort of come alive and you know the random people that you meet as you're going along and you know the, the things the stupid things that you get into like you and i you know and ending up with igor in in the middle of russia this this guy whose house was just full of machine guns and 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 <laughs> you know we just had no idea what to do with this guy you know and we were just like in way above our depth you know and and so it's it, so that's what is very addictive you know i people always say oh listen you know is, is it dangerous traveling and i said well i said the only thing about da- the only dangerous thing about traveling and going to different places is that it becomes very addictive and 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 that once you've done it once you just want to do it again and again and again you know and and 99% of places really are um safe you know and 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 people are just people you know and they just want the same things that everybody else wants you know i mean I, I wouldn't suggest going to a to a war zone or anything like that because that might be you know a bit dodgy but but uh but but other than that you know it's it's a beautiful big world there you know and and and, and it's it's um and that's the exciting part of it is is that and then and then you know sitting there coming up with with the next idea is 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 things and and a lot of the ideas come from ambitious ambitions that you want to do and you want to go and visit that particular country or 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 you know or i want to take a motorcycle to the south pole next so i've got to do one other project first and then i'm off to the south pole so um um and I've always wanted to do that. Wait, are you you so, really going to the South Pole? On yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna. I think we're, we're just looks like we're gonna nail that down. But but that'll take. That's a couple of years of training. But 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 yeah. So it looks like that 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 looks pretty positive at the moment. Um, Didn't the Japanese guy already try that? I'm pretty sure I saw a Michael Palin travel movie where there's that guy. Yeah, yeah. There is. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't tried it. That's the important. So this is gonna thing. be like the long way frozen. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. See, see how long you can get before your nuts get <laughs> froze, frozen. Luckily, I've only got one nut left, and the other one's um, is is uh, is a silicon one. So, you know, I'm, you know, I've only got one nut to worry about now. So it's fine. So the silicon one, that doesn't freeze. You'll be good. Yeah. No, that just bounces around. So mm-hmm. it's fine. You know, it's kind of difficult when you're swimming. And I was swimming in the Dead Sea the other day. And and uh, oh my and, god, that um, sounds fantastic. And it, and it, and, it, and because it's silicon, it kept flipping me over. And, and 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 you know <laughs> rising to the top and, and, and so it was you know quite embarrassing actually but, and, <laughs> but anyway um yeah so so it's a combination of different things and the combination of something you really want to do and then and then you sort of think well how can i how can i how can i 
pitch that to someone it's like you know making a tv show is 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 like is like any any other business it's a bit like if you work in a bank or you work in in i, I don't know whatever it is you're doing you know you come up with an idea you go to the bank or to your boss or to or to an investor or to whoever it is and you say look this is what i want to do and you know the, i'm the only person who can do it and, and and i really think it's a good idea and bullshit 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 and and they you tell them what they want to hear and then they say oh, okay well we'll give you the money and then you take the money and then you walk away thinking yeah i got the money and then you think shit how are we going to do it <laughs> <laughs> and and that is kind of that's sort of business all over really isn't it i suppose what do you have um, coming up project wise Project, I've got. Well, I'm a little. I'm a little. I'm a little delayed at the moment. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, no. Uh, first recovery, and then he's going to finish watching. Yeah, first going to learn to walk again, and then I can. Um, I can get on with it. But no, I. I, I do um, these motorcycle tours every year, where I. Um, I take a bunch of people um, through the outback of Australia, um, which is which is a tour which is actually happening at the moment with with my great mate Billy Ward, mm-hmm. uh, or Billy Bike Truck, um, and. Um, and we're go- actually going through around Tasmania on this particular year. Um, and then in August, um, um, end of August, beginning of September, we're going down to South America to take a whole bunch of guys on bikes um, around then. And I'll be back on the bike by then. And um, so we do that. And that's one of my businesses. And then um, and then I'm, uh, at the end of the year, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a motorbike through the Darien Gap between Panama and Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um where the Pan American Highway goes down and stops, um, there's a bit of jungle between there and 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 and, and so we're gonna. No one really does English it. English understatement. <laughs> I think the road well, is only, a little bit of jungle. <laughs> it's a little bit of jungle, and 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 uh, no one's really really does it really. John Blashford Snail, Colonel John Blashford Snail, did it with two Range Rovers in 1973, and it took him a hundred days to do a hundred kilometers. So that. that and that that's a bit of jungle. That's, that's that, yeah, that's a bit of jungle. Well, it's, okay. it's only, I mean, it, it's only like, it's only, I suppose it's only sort of maybe 50 miles, the gap. Um, <laughs> but uh, but there's just nothing there. And, and for yeah. some reason, no one seems to want to go through it. I don't, I don't know why, but I suppose I'll find out. And, we'll uh, have to watch you know, the show you've got, and see. You've, you've got the FAR, who are a big terrorist group. They kind of hang out there. Oh, okay. um, I, I suppose there's, I suppose there's drug dealers, drug, drug lords. There's, there's swamp, there's snakes, there's impenetrable jungle, rivers. It, it, yeah, so, so we're going to do that, and um, uh, and then and then and then off to the South Pole. Cool. Wow. So that's kind of next, I suppose. But yeah, but 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 listen, if anybody wants to come along on a motorcycle tour, go through South America. We're going through South America in August, and then next year, seventeen, we'll be back in South Africa, going from Cape Town to Victoria Falls. And, and Where do they go again. to find out info on that? Um, you go to charliebormann.com. Okay, and um, and it's all there. And um, you guys should come along for the ride. It's great fun because I, I call it slightly glamping because. Because you know we ride really hard all day, and then we stay in quite nice places. So mm. you know, I, I, which is we, quite we nice. would love to come. Can, can yeah, we... they come like it's great. We always get you to a bar by at least six. So so <laughs> you know, not that I want to influence anyone. That 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 it's 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 not a it's not a it's not a booze cruise. It's 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 a it's a proper adventure. No, no, it is. It's actually a proper fun adventure and we 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 do all sorts of stuff. like in africa we go on safari and we it, it, it the the africa one is almost all gravel on the way up you know what's gonna happen and, is we're um, gonna show up and we'll just be like not even announced we'll just show up and be like you know, Char- charlie said we could we could come 
Chuck, yeah, no, that, and that's fine. Cool. If you bring a tent, you can probably, you know, some of the places we stay in, they have a little campsite there as well. And so you can do that. And then, and then maybe we might chuck a couple of tubes of beer out to you, you know, and, uh, and you can sort of come along on the, on the safaris and, and actually the last safari we did, we were going along and we were heading to this one place where we, we um, Toby National Park and, and we, <laughs> and we're heading, heading there. And I was with two other guys and we came across over this hill on this beautiful bit of gravel road and, and um, real twisty bit of gravel road through this valley. And we came to a screeching halt because 40 elephants were crossing the road. And, and we just sat there for half an hour watching these elephants go past. And with the big, the big matriarchy, she was standing in the middle of the road looking at us, you know, flapping her, her, um, her ears. But what I didn't tell the two clients was that I slowly backed my bike up behind them and just turned the bike <laughs> sideways just so I had options. And I just thought, I just thought, I thought you know, I just thought, you, you know, th- those kind of stages you've got to sort of, you know, fend for yourself. At, at <laughs> And I was thinking of maybe kicking the side stand off one of them, so 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 that <laughs> Just know, he, he had to pick it up, and 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 that would give us time. <laughs> like, well, his check's cleared already. It's yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, but we have a wonderful. They're, they're great fun, and and it's a great if you, if you if you haven't got time or or you know you you haven't got time to organize something or you're not sure if it's that's what you want to do, you know, to to come along to one of these things is a great. It's a great opportunity to 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 see what really is out there and that Africa really is a cool place. And, 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 you know, lots of guys who've, who've come along on the trips have met people and they've, they've gone off and they've done their own adventures and, and, and stuff. So it's a real, it's a, it's, you know, for some people, it's a great, it's a great um, platform. And, 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 and for others, it's, it's, you know, who live just very busy lives and can only take a very short periods of time off and don't have the time you know it's a great it's a great way for them to have a bit of an adventure and escapism you know and for 16 days you 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 it's, it's lovely to see because you see all these guys sort of coming along and they're all saying you know we've got wi-fi in the next hotel or wherever we're going go, okay, yeah yeah there's wi-fi and then and then after about five or six days you know you get these guys coming going god i hope there's no wi-fi in the next place <laughs> <laughs> they slowly shut down you know nice. and by the by sort of day seven or eight you know they're really just just into the trip you yeah. know so and then that's what we all love about adventure and it goes back to to purists and to people who 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 think it's important to be on their own or 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 unsupported or supported or you know it doesn't it doesn't matter it's whatever rocks your boat or whatever you've got time for you know some of us don't have the time to take six months off and you know i mean there was a lovely guy the other day he came up to me and said oh we just had this great adventure charlie and, and fantastic i went riding with my son and we we took two um gs 800s and headed down to africa and and my wife um we, we got we bought a land rover and my wife and daughter wanted to come along so they followed us with all the bags and uh and and, and the four of them went off and had this incredible adventure together so so it doesn't matter and, and if do happen to have a landy or another car to carry a bag well he's so what you know elite you're out there riding it that's the that's the important thing. All right. Well, check out Charlie Borman's tours at charlieborman.com and uh, the bike, bike shed. CC yeah. for the yeah. restaurant info and stuff. And <laughs> that's, that sounds all awesome, man. Thank yeah. you so much for speaking with us. Oh, guys, listen, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to my bullshit. And if you're having trouble getting money for Charlie's tours, what you need to do is go to someone with money and you say, uh, let me see if I get this right. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I'm the only one who can go on this tour. So give me money. <laughs> <laughs>
You need yes. my unique it might perspective. Just work. <laughs> my perspective, very unique. That's you need that. It's, we're Americans on a on a Charlie on an English thing. No, no, exactly. No, but it's all it's all it's all much. It, it's all sadly a lot harder work than that. Sadly, but but anyway. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Charlie. Man. All right, guys. Listen, take care. Thanks a million, Charlie Borman. <laughs> <laughs> So at this point, um, thank you for everyone for being listeners of the Wheel Nerds. Yep, we're gonna drop the mic we're, and walk we're away. We're done. Yeah, yep. no, that's it for that's, us. That's it. That's mm-hmm. uh, I'm all out of booze there to drink. Mm-hmm. We've interviewed Charlie Borman on the show. Yep. Um, Mission accomplished, Chuck. Yeah, I'm not sure what's left. We really. can go back to we can go back to just you know our day jobs. Drunk, <laughs> getting blown and drunk. No, blind drunk. Oh, all blind the time. drunk. Mm-hmm. Well. I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's fun because you know the, the the before long way around. Who the hell was Charlie Borman? Exactly, and clearly Charlie Borman was a a builder of some note. Yeah, um, but you know, like small bit parts. And mm-hmm. You got to see what's her face in Excalibur and mm-hmm. try to suppress his. That, that movie has a whole new, whole new quality. Back. Yeah, you know, you watch that again now. You're just I keep thinking. He's hmm. trying not to have a boner right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him because he you know, looks pretty freaking hot. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's. Uh, I'm just excited we got him on. I am really excited. I I hope he does another long way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, that'd be cool. You know, we talked about it a little bit, but people, some people are like, oh, I'm too cool for that. I'm too cool for that. I I'm only too, I only do Harley's adventure bikes. I'm too real. I'm too too, too serious real. adventure. I hope he does another one. Those are well produced. They're well produced and they're fun. That's the thing. It's like people who are not necessarily motorcycle people can still enjoy them, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, you cannot say that about a lot of motorcycle stuff. Yeah. You got some, uh, you got some gems out there like Austin. He's just Mm -hmm. entertaining. Yep. And, uh, educational while Mm -hmm. he's doing it. It's Mm -hmm. just, he's amazing to watch, but there's just a lot of them. It's just, you know, you are, you know, oh, I went here, I went here, I did this, mm-hmm. and saw this, and look at these amazing pictures, and everything was euphoric, and I, I had an epiphany about life. Was, and now, I, now I feel better about the planet, world mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, the long way they they knew how to make a TV show, how to make mm-hmm. a movie, how to make something that gets people interested in, even if they don't like motorcycles, mm-hmm. they just want to see, you know. Is he going to put cowballs in his mouth? <laughs> Is it going to happen? Mm. Who can say? Sure. I want to see two Englishmen just go places they're not comfortable with and fuck around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool. I hope they do a long way, you know, South America's or, I mean. Long way yank edition? I don't, I don't know. Long way up, I think the next one would be oh, called. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, you know. They're running out of directions then. Right. Well, they've gone round, well, down, down, up. Where do they go? Uh, like long way side. sideways? I mean, a whole like Antarctic thing. Like, long way cold, long way frozen. Yeah, I don't know. The funny thing was, is, you know, the Michael Palin stuff that his his travel stuff reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually where I saw the guy trying to make ride the motorcycle to the South Pole. It was a Japanese guy on a specially modified Honda. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Michael Palin's going to the South Pole. And, it, and at the time to go to the, to get onto Antarctica, you had to kind of, it was kind of like you were on this sort of like 
semi-secret, like, shady kind of way to get on. Because all the governments are, like, it's not owned by any specific government. Every government is like, no, don't, don't go there. No, you, you can't. No, we're not going to. We're not going to do anything at all to help yeah. you get here yeah. at all. Fuck, Fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, a, there was a boat, and it had this kind of shady operation where it would sort of mosey up like hey. nothing was going on. Hey, man. And hey. unload people. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You, you, you want to go to yeah, Antarctica? Yeah, man. You want to go? Yeah, come on. Everyone's doing wow. it, man. Come, come on. Somebody. You got some money? Come on. Jump on. But yeah, one of the, one of the people on the boat was a Japanese guy with a specially modified motorcycle. He's going to try to ride at the South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. Um, you know, if anyone can do it, they could do it as a production just because it'd be of fun what to watch they do. It. And it'd be fun to watch them doing it. <laughs> even if it's not even Charlie that actually makes it, if it's like some other dude and Charlie is frozen in a block of ice with just his hands <laughs> sticking out, That's it would still be still fun be to be watch. watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Listener mail. Kareem writes, Hey guys, not to be preaching or anything, but was visiting Eris site for the first time in a long while and noticed he's apparently getting some major surgeries, spine stuff done. Also, Mentioned hoping for an uptick in book sales to help him cover the cost. Perhaps the community could buy some books. I'm buying a copy after I hit send. So, yeah, R.L. is getting some uh, back surgeries done. Yep. If and you he's think about writing his book, now's an excellent time. Yeah, he's recuperating now. We have the link in our show notes. Again, it's theoasisofmysoul.com. Go out there and buy some stuff. Buy some recipes. Mm-hmm. You know, help support the guy as he recuperates. Yep. And, you know, we... We send him our well wishes. Maybe we can get him back on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to promise to be on our best behavior when we do so. Oh. <laughs> He's oh. like that dad that you invite over and you mm-hmm. just, you have to be a little bit better. A little bit more polite than usual. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise he just gives you that look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very disappointed. <laughs> disappointed. You could be so much better than you are. <laughs> I think he said that to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what have you learned this week, Chuck? I've learned that loud pipes still don't save lives. I almost got run over twice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we got time for this week. Till next week, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. Wheel Nerds is brought to you by Helite Motorsports, makers of the airbag vest, which both the Wheel Nerds proudly wear. Also, we're brought to you by AltRider.com, makers and outfitters of adventure gear for your motorcycles. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.